0: Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review, or just leave a rating, do something to get the word out so that we can get the Marvin Francois show to more listeners moving forward. Outside of that, love you guys, appreciate the support, but without further ado, let's get into this episode.
1: This is how we got 11 student loans deleted three weeks ago. <laughs> say, say that again so that it doesn't go over there. How many student loans? How many? 11. Good one goodness. person, not 11 people, mm-hmm. one person got 11 student loan accounts deleted three weeks ago using this information. Mm.
0: And you're saying that when it comes to this law, it's not just for student loans, it's not anything that's on the credit report
1: account. When I say any account, I mean any account.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Marvin Francois show, your number one source for all things business, finance and investing. And today is a very special day because we have none other than my guy, the man, the myth. The, the 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 Marvin francois showed legend himself <laughs> Mr. Durain DeLevante, how are you, my brother?
1: My brother, what's going on? What's I man, going on?
0: I man, I'm happy to see you, and today is a great day because today we're going to be talking about why you. Yes, you. No, not the person to your left of you, not the person to the right of you, but why you who are watching this right now. Why you are losing 357.5 points off of your credit score because you don't know this. Now, what is the this? Well, we're going to get into that in, the, in a second. But before that, I need you to take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now, to just go ahead, slap that like button, and show this episode some love. But, without further ado,
1: let's get it rock and rollin'. My guy. Let's go. How are you? We're good, good, good. Wait, before we even start. Let's talk about it. It's our anniversary. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's our anniversary. Right. And I got something for you. Okay, talk to me. I got something for you. Okay. My guy. Yep, it's our anniversary. My guy. Look so at this. This is my to newest clothing line, the full-time entrepreneur. Okay. And you're one of the reasons why I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Wow. So it's our anniversary, so this is for you. I got medium, so I hope it works.
0: I, it, it should, I mean, it should work. Yeah. It should work. <laughs> I mean, if, for everybody's watching this, I'm 6'4", and if anybody tells you otherwise, they're lying. But this yeah. is... <laughs> Wow! now nah, honestly and truly, didn't expect. Yo, thank you so much, my brother. You're welcome. It. You're always in black, so I'm
1: like, I'm gonna. This get makes you a sense.
0: Black. This yep. is perfect. Yo, this is fire, bro. And this is the same exact line. You can show the people in yep. the car that they're yep. driving right yep. now. Yep. Yep. It's for your you. anniversary. I think it's only man. right. I, man, first and foremost, thank you. I lo- I love a good gift and I love a good tracksuit. I'm wearing this as soon as <laughs> you yeah. leave here. This is phenomenal.
1: And for the people watching this, they can get that This is out now. It's out now. It's just not on the website so, but I'll get that up by no, the well, time they watch this. By the time yeah. they watch this, I'll
0: get this out. Well, thank you so much for bearing gifts. And yes, this is the one year anniversary. This is episode the the fifth sit down that we've done. Yeah, the fifth sit down that we've done Uh, A year, a year and some change of us just rocking and rolling and providing as much value as you possibly can to the community. And you just coming in here and just being and just breaking down consumer law mastery at the highest level. Right. So uh, I'm just as even think more thankful for you because we've been able to do some amazing things for the community. Mm -hmm. Teach people about the things that they need to know to, you know, become consumer law masters themselves. Mm -hmm. Learn how to delete collections, delete bankruptcies, delete charge offs, you know, get rid of late payments and all these other different things. And become financial free um become controllers, right? Mm-hmm. Of their destiny and financial freedom, all these other things. So from me to you, thank you for everything. And let's get this thing rocking and rolling. Let's rollin'. go. Let's go, man. Right. Let's go. So I'd be remiss if I brought you on for this episode. If we didn't talk about some of the biggest financial stories going on right now in credit. Mm. Is that all right with you? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Let's get it.
0: Let's make it rock. All right. So first and foremost, I want to start off uh talking about one of the bigger stories that actually came out more recently. Let's talk about credit karma. <laughs> You're laughing, you're laughing because you know exactly, you're thinking the exact same thing I'm thinking. So for those of you out, you all who are listening or watching right now who who aren't aware, Credit Karma mm-hmm. was actually recently fined mm-hmm. by the FTC for $3 million because they falsely told consumers that they were um, pre-approved for credit cards that they weren't mm-hmm. actually approved for. Right now, Credit Karma came out and they said that, well, you know, uh, the, a lot of these cards that they were pre-approving consumers for, they actually had affiliates with them, but they only got the money, you know, when people got approved. But it's still unethical. It's still unethical not good right because essentially you're funneling people to apply for cards that probably have no business applying for mm-hmm. but you being there mr. Durain Delevante the consumer law master I have to ask you with this news coming out now for any consumers who who didn't know about this who now know about this uh,
1: how does this affect us as consumers so what a lot of consumers don't know is there's two top scoring algorithm that spits out a credit score mm-hmm. one is FICO One is Vantage. Mm -hmm. See, Credit Karma operates off of Vantage, Mm -hmm. which probably less than 5% of banks use. 95% of banks use FICO, Fear Isaacs Corporation, not the Vantage score model. So because Credit Karma gives you the Vantage score model, so they weren't necessarily lying. Mm -hmm. It was just not the whole truth. So... The Vantage scoring model is not what 95% of the banks use. Mm -hmm. So when they say you are pre-approved, it means you're pre-approved with a Vantage score. And we all know the Vantage score is not the one the banks use. So it's a lie, but it's also the truth. It's weird. But because when they submit that application to the lender, What happened? The lenders not using that advantage that Credit Karma has. Right. They are using that FICO that the banks use, that FICO 8 bank score card, or the FICO 5, or whichever scoring model they are using. Right. And then now someone feel hurt Mm -hmm. they felt like they got lied to which is true it did happen right but at the same time it is a truth and a lie at the same time Mm -hmm. it's a weird hybrid but it that is called deceptive marketing right and remember now credit karma is one of the biggest affiliate marketing company a lot of consumers don't know that Mm -hmm. they think when they click a link on credit karma they're not credit karma isn't getting paid well guess what Credit karma is getting paid. Right. And your information is being sold right. without your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Because in their terms and agreement, you can go through it right now. You will see that they say in there they can use your information for other purposes. 100%. So it comes back to you know you're not qualified. And I'm not like the truth hurts. Right. And for a lot of people, the truth hurts. And if I'm not here to give you the truth for you to really Step your game up. I'm doing you a disservice. The truth hurts. And if you know you have no business applying for a card because your credit is bad, mm-hmm. why don't you invest in fixing it and stop shooting in the dark? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now you got one, two, three, probably four inquiries now, right? That dinged your score, and now you're at an even worse disadvantage mm-hmm. than you did before because a lot of times people with bad credit. When they apply and get denied first time, they're going to apply three to five more times. That's a true. To see if somebody's going to give them a break. It, it doesn't work.
0: It doesn't work that way. So for anybody who's watching this, are there other credit monitoring? Because you talked about the difference between FICO, right? Mm-hmm. Fair Isaac Company versus Vantage. Mm-hmm. It's not that one score is right and one score is wrong like you and I both know. Different algorithms. Just different algorithms. Different factors that they use to Absolutely. determine your score. Is there a specific credit monitoring service that you would recommend for the average consumer who's like, man, I want the most you know, most accurate breakdown and depiction of my credit report and mm-hmm. credit score out there? Is there anyone for you personally?
1: So, um, shameless plug. <laughs>
0: um,
1: if you go to my Instagram, mm-hmm. the underscore credit underscore hero. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the underscore credit underscore hero. I work with a company called. Um, my score IQ. They're okay. a company of my identity IQ. Right. But what they give you is your FICO eight. So right. I'm letting y'all know this isn't Vantage. This is your FICO eight. 100%. So if you scroll down into my quick links, you're gonna see a tab that says "Get your three in one um, credit reports," mm-hmm. and that brings you to the My Score IQ, mm-hmm. your FICO eight. So it's gonna give you your three in one. However. You can get your consumer report totally free. Mm -hmm. Annualcredit.com. Annualcreditreports.com. Right. Yep. Free. Now, a lot of this, I want y'all to pay attention to this. Do y'all notice that when you get your consumer report Mm -hmm. from AnnualCreditReport.com, there is no score attached to it? That's true, yeah. We're going to come back to that later. We're going gonna, we're gonna to we're that. Gonna let this one sit. We're gonna, we're I le- want y'all to think about it, right. but we're going to come right back to
0: this one. We're going to circle back into it because, like I said, there's so many. First of all, th- those that very important keys that you broke down there in terms of, like I said, understanding the, understanding the difference between those two scoring models. Mm-hmm. But like I said in the beginning of the episode, there seems to be so many different things going on right now within the world of credit mm-hmm. and just finance as a whole. And I, I, there's other stories as well that I want to make sure we touch on. Let's talk about another one because, I mean— you can't have the credit hero on and not talk about the credit reporting agencies. Let's <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about one uh, a very interesting one by the name of Equifax. So I'm sure you're yeah. very
1: familiar with. Oh my God! There was so, some <laughs> there
0: was some news that you you already know where I'm about to go. There was some news that came out recently when it came, when as it pertains to Equifax mm-hmm. about a class action lawsuit that they're facing. Um, that I think is being led by a woman in Florida because during the time span of between March and April, I believe it's the spring. During the springtime, mm-hmm. they had a glitch in their system that caused over 300,000 consumers. Is it
1: really a glitch, though?
0: I mean, now, mind no, you. I
1: no. Let me drink my water.
0: Yeah, go ahead and take a sip of your water because mm-hmm. it's about to get deep. You know, this isn't the first time that this situation has happened, mm-hmm. right? But for those who don't know, earlier this year. Or the year, second. Oh, there's been more. Th- or the third. Oh, my goodness. There's always different incidents. Right. This, it's in, And it's it's... It's gotten pretty crazy up until this point, right? Well, we look at the one that happened this year, This uh, at the time of this recording, this is the year 2022, earlier mm-hmm. this year, um, um, news had came out that up to 300,000 consumers were affected by the Equifax score glitch, which mm-hmm. caused their credit rep- credit score to fluctuate by up to 25 points, meaning it could be more, mm-hmm. probably could have been less, right? Let's twenty five points. Huge difference. One woman in particular, I forget her name, but this the woman who started the class action lawsuit in Florida. I'm forgetting her name right now. I actually did a video on it. She got pre approved for an auto loan in January. I remember this. Right. I read it. There I you go. read it. Mm-hmm. She got pre approved for an auto loan in January. Then circled back, I believe it was in April, to go and, you know, follow through with the loan. And she got denied because she said that her the the score that the bank saw when she got pre-approved was the one that she was going to go, or they saw when they were getting ready to pull her report. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a 50, 60-plus point difference or whatever it may be, and she got denied. Disgusting. Right? Absolutely denied. So it was when she found out about the glitch, she was the one that essentially started the class action lawsuit. A lot of consumers still are finding See, out about that's this.
1: when we knew about it. Yeah. Do you, like... We're, I'm not insinuating anything here, but I want y'all to really think mm-hmm. that might not have been the first time. 100%. It's just that she probably was the first one right. because the pain of the denial was so much she spoke up. right? And that's one of the reasons why I teach consumer law, taking your power back, because we are too much of victims. Mm-hmm. Like we're here trying to scrape and survive off a bad credit, right? Barely getting through paying high interest rates. Mm-hmm. When if we just learn consumer laws and take our pullback, we can thrive with good and excellent credit. I'm just, say, I'm just, hundred percent. So with this, with this news in mind, how do we as consumers
0: navigate? I guess around this situation with Equifax moving forward. Is there anything that we we
1: do on our end at all, or what? Well, what are your thoughts on that? Holding them accountable. Okay. The first thing that Congress says when you look up the FCRA, uh, 15 USC, 1681, is fairness, Mm -hmm. accuracy. Mm -hmm. Accurate means all values correct. Fear, Mm -hmm. impartiality, Mm -hmm. a right to privacy. Confidentiality, right? These are all the words Congress are using. So when we are not using these words and holding them accountable, right? The I don't know, or the era of no one told me this. Well, I'm gonna let y'all know. Like nobody's coming to save you. We gotta be proactive Mm -hmm. on the things that matter. Finances is one of the biggest factors in any household, mm. and the foundation of finances lead back to credit. 100. Mm-hmm. So why are we not taking it serious? Why are we not teaching our kids mm. how to read a consumer report? And if you don't know, why aren't you finding somebody to teach you how to do it? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that one intelligent person can teach another intelligent person how to do something that they know how to do? course so why are people sitting on their hands and waiting for somebody to come save them Mm -hmm. or waiting for corporations to say oh we, we we approve you, but then you get denied. Versus you taking your own power back. You learn how to repair, rebuild, restore your own credit. You learning consumer laws. You learning how to read consumer laws, and right. you deleting any item, any negative item or positive. It doesn't matter. Consumer laws here for consumers.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Now that and that and that's it's the that's the truth. It's the whole truth, and it's, and, it's not, and it's nothing but the truth. And, you know, of course, that's why we make sure we have these sit-downs to provide that value and that information to the community so that they can leverage consumer law, right, and use it to their advantage to get the results or get their credit where it needs to be. But now there's one more story. I know I know, we have to get into deletions, and we have to talk about 350 but there's one more story. I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. has to do with student loans (laughs) it has to do with student loans and i love how every time i bring up these stories you laugh because i I know in your mind understanding the law is the way that you do you're always viewing things from a different perspective let's talk about this news of uh you know joe biden recently came out and there was an announcement made that there was going to not even there was uh you know um up to ten thousand dollars in student loan in federal student loan debt Mm -hmm. is going to be relieved for you know most consumers themselves Uh, understanding the law of the wage you do, and, of course, when you heard this news, when you heard it, uh, what were your thoughts on it, and also how does that connect to us as consumers as
1: well? I mean, my first thing is, um, you know, let me not even get into that because it's going to open up a whole different can of worms. Okay. All right. Um, So student loans, a lot of people believed that student loans cannot be deleted from your credit. Mm -hmm. They believed because it was federal or private for some strange reason, it is the only account that cannot be deleted. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to say, ladies and gentlemen, that is not true. That is not true. Mm -hmm. Student loans are just like any other account. Mm -hmm. It falls under the guidelines of the FCRA and all the federal laws. Right. So when we, so I heard this a while back, um, as a man think it in his heart, so is he, mm-hmm. right? Meaning what you think manifests in your life and it becomes true. Mm. So if you believe that student loans cannot be deleted, guess right. what? You're right. But for those of us who do believe that we can delete them, guess what? We are also right. So whether you do believe they can or do believe they can't, Henry Ford said it. Either way, you are still right.
0: So now, so now, if that's the case, let's get into it then. Because I know, I know, I know the people know when you come on the platform, they they, they start getting excited. They pull out pen papers, they make phone calls, <laughs> they clear their schedules because they know they're about to get a whole lot of sauce. They, I mean, I, it's just the truth. So let's let's dive into it. You're saying. That us as consumers, if we have the knowledge, we have the understanding, we have the information, student loans are, are in accounts that we can delete from our credit reports.
1: That's what you're saying. It doesn't. It, it's not limited to student loans. Any account. Any account. Any single account. Doesn't matter what it is. Let's start off with
0: student loans. Okay. If I have, let's say, because, you know, for if every person either knows of someone who has student loans, knows mm-hmm. of someone who knows someone who has student loans, or maybe mm-hmm. they have student loans themselves. Maybe they mismanaged um, pay- and how, how they were going out paying the student loans. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. the accounts are delinquent. Now they want to figure out how can I get these loans off of my credit report. If I'm here with the credit hero himself, the Mr. Consumer Law Mastery himself, what's that step-by-step process look like for us to get student loans, how to handle student loans um, that's
1: on our credit report that we want to have removed? So the first thing that a lot of people don't know about is the Graham leach bailey Act. The second thing is the FCRA. mm mm-hmm as much as it's there in plain it's right there in front of our eyes Mm -hmm. now when we look at the fcra you want to pull it up so we can go let's go so when we look at the fcra and we type in 15 usc 1681 right the congressional findings that's the first part we're going to go on you want me to start where do you want to start from no just it's it's short it should be like just four sentences there i see a
0: accuracy and fairness of credit Mm, reporting
1: accuracy and fairness
0: so you want me to start from the banking system yeah so the banking. So fi, this is 15 U.S. Code 1681. This is Congressional Findings and Statement of Purpose, right? It means Congress founded right. based on an investigation that was launched, right? 100%. Okay. The banking system is dependent upon fair and accurate credit reporting. Inaccurate credit reports directly impair the efficiency of the banking system, and unfair credit reporting methods undermine the public confidence, which is essential to the continued functioning of the banking system. Should I keep going? Mm-hmm. Number two, that an elaborate mechanism has been developed for investigating and evaluating the the credit worthiness, credit standing, credit capacity, character, and general reputation of consumers. Mm. Do I keep going?
1: Right there, it's saying that a company—we're going to keep going, but it's saying that some entity— Some entity out of nowhere stepped in and say, I am going to be the subject matter expert on this. Mm -hmm. And everything that I say goes. Mm -hmm. Really? They weren't appointed. They're not a government agency. Mm -hmm. So let's see how much further Congress removes or separates themselves from these entities. I think you're at number three. Yes, sir. Keep going. Mm -hmm.
0: So number three, remember, this is still 15 USC, 1681, right? So number three. Consumer reporting agencies have assumed a vital role in assembling and evaluating consumer credit and other information on consumers. Mm -hmm. Do I keep going? Yep. Number four, there is a need to ensure that consumer reporting agencies exercise their grave responsibilities with fairness, fairness, impartiality, impartiality. and
1: a respect for the consumer's right to privacy. Your right to privacy. Mm-hmm. So now that we know, Congress says, based on your congressional findings, you, the consumer, have a right to privacy, correct? Mm-hmm. So now let's jump on over to 15 U.S.C. 6801. 15 U.S.C. 16 no 6801 6801 gotcha
0: 15 usc 16 protection of non-public personal information correct Mm. what did congress just
1: say in the last part so basically you got a right to privacy 100 percent. and what is this saying
0: this is saying protection of non-public personal information okay do i start from a yes sir so we're at now we're at 15 usc 6801 this is protection of non-public personal information right is starting from A. And by the way, this is all information that's available to me. It's available to you. Every it's everybody to you. Person. It's available to Josh. It's well for everybody that's here, right? Everyone. All righty. I just wanted to make sure. So a privacy obligation policy. So it says it is the policy of the Congress that each financial institution has an affirmative and continuing obligation to respect the privacy of its customers mm. and to protect the security and confidentiality of those customers. The what?
1: The, those customers. Is no, before that, the con- security and mm. protect the security and confidentiality. Confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hold the, on. What does it mean for something to be confidential? It, it, I mean, a secret is to me oh. nobody else needs to know it. But keep going. Got you.
0: Secret, security, and confidentiality of those customers' is non-public personal information. Do I keep going? Yes, sir. Now we're going to B, which says financial
1: institution safeguards. Right. Yeah, we can skip that. So, I want you to go to know 6802. 15 U.S.C. 6802? Correct. So now we know that they have an obligation to protect our non-public personal information, mm-hmm. and they have an obligation to also protect the confidentiality of that information, yes? 100%. So confidentiality means this is secret. 100%. You're not supposed to share this. Right. This is confidential. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: let's go to now we're 02. at 15 USC 6802. This is mm-hmm. obligations with respect to disclosures of personal information. Could right. So go, go to straight to B. Mm-hmm. Now I see opt, opt out.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: start from in general. Correct. So it's saying this is 15 USC 6802 obligations with respect to disclosures of personal information. Right. So we go to B opt out. In general, a financial institution may not disclose non-public personal information. To so, a non-affiliate,
1: hold up real quick. Hold up real quick. The student loan company mm-hmm. gave the loan, right? One hundred percent. So, financial institution. You want to click the definition and see what it means? Let me click that real quick. Mm-hmm. So now remember, this is this is still the law. This is not this is, is not something
0: we making up off the top. So, financial institution. A. It says in general, the term financial
1: institution means any institution, the business. Any institution Mm -hmm. so the student loan company that gave the loan cannot say they're not a financial institution they gave it and it says what any financial institute keep going in general the term financial institution
0: means any institution the business of which is engaging in financial activities as described in section 1843k of title 12 i'm just i'm I'm just reading So what it is said. it
1: fair to say your student loan company that gave you the student loan is a financial institution? One hundred percent. Okay,
0: one hundred percent. Do I go back to? Water. Go do, ahead. Do I go back to fifteen? Yes, sir. Go gotcha. right back. Mm-hmm. So we're still in. Uh, we're going back to fifteen. Uh, USC sixty eight zero two. Now we're at B opt out. Right. So in general, going back to it, a financial institution may not disclose non public personal information to a non affiliated third party unless. Do I keep going? Mm-hmm. A Such financial institution clearly and conspicuously discloses to the consumer in writing or in electronic form or other form permitted by the regulations prescribed under Section 6804 of this
1: title that such information may be disclosed. May be disclosed. Mm -hmm. Does it say must or shall be disclosed? It says maybe. Maybe. It's Mm -hmm. a choice. Right. But... have you ever heard any of your clients saying, oh, uh, when we sent out the dispute letter, uh, the company says that by law they have to report the information? Have you ever heard that before? Mm-mm. So some companies, I've heard it. Some companies, people that are disputing on their own, mm-hmm. companies tell them that by law they have to report their information. Right. Does this say that's true? It says maybe. That's what it says here. May. A choice. Right. But... Even though it's a choice, Congress still gave the consumer the right Mm -hmm. to go ahead. Gotcha. So we're saying B,
0: Mm -hmm. the consumer is given the opportunity, keep going, Mm -hmm. before the time that such information is initially disclosed to direct that such information
1: not be disclosed to such third party. So what that is saying is, okay. The first thing is, I'm going to let you know that, hey, we might share your information to a company that's not affiliated with us, a.k.a. consumer reporting agencies, right? Right. Now, what this is saying is, hey, before, this is a disclosure that must be given, you know. Right. Before we report your information, you, the consumer, have the right to say, yes, you can, Mm -hmm. and no, you may not. Mm -hmm. That's what B is saying. Mm -hmm. And then Congress says, you know what? Let's do a third thing in here. What's the third thing that Congress says?
0: Now, this is, uh, do I go to
1: C now? Yep, there's
0: C. The consumer is given an explanation of how the consumer can
1: exercise that non-disclosure option. So now Congress is saying if you change your mind or if you don't want your information reported, that institution must tell you Mm -hmm. how you go about not having your information reported. Mm -hmm. You should get this for a car, Mm. for a home. Credit cards, everything you do that involves a financial institution. You are supposed to get three disclosures, A, B, and C, Person 15 U.S.C., 6802. Do you ever remember getting any Never. of these? Never, nothing. This is how we got 11 student loans deleted three weeks ago. Say, say that again so that it doesn't go over there. How many student loans? How many 11. one person not 11 people Mm -hmm. one person got 11 student loan accounts deleted three weeks ago using this information Mm. and you're saying that
0: when it comes to this law it's not just for student loans it's not anything that's on the credit report
1: account when i say any account i mean any account and this is 15 usc 6802 obligations with
0: respect to disclosures of personal information absolutely son you know i pulled you over today because i was doing 90 and a 40 and hit three people along the way <laughs> no i don't care about that what i do care about though is uh when checking our system it seems like you got a 580 credit score right now normally i'd give you a ticket for this but instead i'm going to give you a link to a website called francoiscapital.com right it specializes removing hard inquiries charge-offs collections student loans addictions and so much more so when you leave here head over to francoiscapital.com and book your free credit consultation today the capital way all
1: right, all right well thank you officer what what the hell is this?
0: Are you even a cop? How good day. Oh, we just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. This <laughs> is we we just getting started. Okay, this is this is good. Do I keep going or is that no, it? No, Let's no, that's
1: right it. There. That's it. That's it. Okay, got you. So this is and this is just student loans. That's just student loans. Like that's how said, we get that's how we get student loans deleted. But but like we one said one way. Well
0: that's one that's one way. But now mm-hmm. like like you know just as well as I do, there's still so many other different accounts. That it co- that exists on a credit report that mm-hmm. the average consumer is watching right now. They're like, man, I want to become a consumer law master. I want to be able to be able to pick and choose whatever account I want to get on or off my credit report. Mm-hmm. I have the knowledge. I have the information. I need to do it. Can we? Can we keep going? Is that all right with you, bro? Let's get it. Let's go. Let's talk about another one. And this is a heavy hitter. I want you to take a deep breath for this one. This is this is going to be one of those. Let's talk <laughs> about let's talk bankruptcies. Is that all right? I don't
1: uh, bankruptcy.
0: Let, let's talk let's talk bankruptcies. Is that all right with Is that okay with you? That's, That's okay with me. Okay. Because bankruptcies, you know better than I do, one of the hardest things to get off of your credit report. One of the
1: hardest you things to get off. actually know it's one of the easiest. What makes it hard? Okay. See, what makes a bankruptcy hard, just like anything is, mm-hmm. how easy it is to ride a bike? Uh, Once you start, once you learn, it gets pretty easy. Once you learn. See? But remember before (laughs) you learn how difficult it was to ride a bike. It was it was
0: challenging. Yeah.
1: Very but I had to learn. Scraped your knee, Mm -hmm. elbow, uncle push you off a hill. Right. Go, Marvin, go. Before you know it, (laughs) you're in the bushes. Uh huh. Looking (laughs) crazy. Yeah. But what happened when you learned Mm -hmm. the rhythm of riding that bike? Right. Then it
0: became easy. Piece of cake. So you're saying it's the same thing when it comes to deleting a bankruptcy? Absolutely. Because there's somebody who's watching this right now who's like, man, I got to wait seven years, ten years to get this bankruptcy off. Nope. You're saying no. You're saying we can can work to start getting those things deleted now?
1: Absolutely. Walk me through the process. Okay. The first thing I want you all to keep in mind Mm -hmm. when it comes to a bankruptcy is 1681A4. We just went over it. The right privacy mm-hmm. now what a lot of companies are going to tell you is oh it's public information mm-hmm. I bet the next thing i want us to look on is permissible purpose 15 usc 1681 b2 1681 b2, b2. permissible go. purpose permissible
0: purpose of consumer reports mm-hmm. do you want me to start from in general yep Okay, gotcha. And then read number two. So once again, this is 15 U.S.C. 1681B, Permissible Purposes of Consumer Reports. This is the law. This is not something that we're putting together right here, right now on the fly. This is law, right? So we're going to start from in general. So it says, uh, subject to subsection C, any consumer reporting agency may furnish a consumer report
1: under the following circumstances and no other. A consumer reporting agency may furnish a report. Mm -hmm. There is no law that says any consumer reporting agency has to furnish or shall furnish or must furnish. It is a choice because they're a for profit. Mm -hmm. They chose to sell your information. Mm -hmm. There is no law that says they have to. But continue. Gotcha. Let's keep going. Number one. So in
0: response to the order of a court having jurisdiction to issue an order a sub uh, a sub subpo- subpoena I mm-hmm. think that's how you pronounce subpoena it. subpoena right. there you go Uh issued in connection with proceedings before a federal grand jury or a subpoena issued in accordance with section fifty three eighteen of title thirty one or section thirty four
1: eighty six of title eighteen so basically they're saying if a court orders For the consumer reporting agency to produce it Mm -hmm. based on the subpoena, a court of competent jurisdiction, they can produce one. Mm -hmm. That's what that one's saying. But let's see what number two is saying. Now, number two says, in accordance with the written instructions of the consumer Mm -hmm.
0: to whom it relates. Do I keep going? No, no, no. That's right, right there. Say that again. In accordance with the written instructions of the consumer to whom it relates. Written instructions
1: to the consumer. Of the consumers can be to whom it relates. To whom it relates. Mm-hmm. Written instructions. So you must give that written permission. Those written instructions has to come from you. Mm-hmm. So if someone pulls your report or furnishes a report without your written permission, what is that called? Not allowed to do it. Identity theft. Really? okay you don't look up right now 18 usc 18 usc 1028
0: a 18 usc 1028 a correct gotcha aggravated identity theft right read the definition for me a offenses so in general right Mm -hmm. whoever during and in relation to any felony violation enumerated in subsection c knowingly transfers possesses or uses without lawful authority Damn. (laughs) A means of identification of another person shall, in addition to the punishment provided for such felony, be sentenced
1: to a term of imprisonment of two years. Do I stop right there? You can stop right there. There you go. So if I didn't give written permission, Mm -hmm. based on the definition, that is law, Mm -hmm. what just happened? You stole my identity. Mm -hmm. Give my identity back. Someone knowingly possessed, Mm -hmm. transferred, or what? used used an identification of somebody else so now that we know these three things Mm -hmm. right to privacy Mm -hmm. permissible purpose identity theft so now first thing you want to do is dispute it Mm -hmm. with Equifax, TransUnion, Experian, SageStream, Lexus Nexus or whatever they want to call their name now that they're merged And we're going to let them know this account is reported inaccurately. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, no permissible purpose was given to have this information reported. Mm -hmm. Cease and desist the reporting of this account immediately. Mm -hmm. They're going to come back and say verified or validated. Now, you didn't ask them that, but they're going to come back and tell you verified or validated. Okay, by who? Mm -hmm. So now they're going to snitch. So they're going to tell you, (laughs) they're going to tell you. Who verified Mm. or validated the information. Mm. By law, they have to. Right. Right? So when nine times out of ten, it's either Lexus Nexus. SageStream or LCI, Mm -hmm. right? LCI, guys, is a new TransUnion company. They started providing public information to TransUnion back in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Very new company. But it's owned by TransUnion, Mm -hmm. which makes them a consumer reporting agency. However, LCI will say, oh, we're a data furnisher. I can prove that they're lying and by definition here of what a consumer reporting agency is mm-hmm. why we're we here why not go there let's, on go. let's in. do yeah. it do you see consumer go back to 15 USC 1681 15 USC 1681 1681 and when they say consumer reporting agency I want you to click the definition so we're going back to 15 USC 1681 that's congressional findings mm-hmm. and statement of purpose right yep look for Consumer put-in agency. It should be in that line somewhere. Give me a
0: second. Consumer, consumer, credit, consumer. Consumer credit.
1: It should be in like number one, two, or three. I consumer s- put-in agency.
0: For 15 U.S.C. 1681, right? in yep. uh, not there? findings. Double check it and make sure. If it's
1: concerned. not there, then we will go down to. Let's go to 1681B. 15 U.S.C. 1681B.
0: 15 USC, 1681
1: B. You should see consumer putting agencies right there. Yeah, there you go. So Good.
0: 15 U S. Uh, fifteen U.S.C. 1681B. So we're going back to permissible purpose of mm-hmm. consumer
1: reports. We're going to click consumer reporting agency. Because we want the definition of what a consumer reporting agency is. Got you. So, so when, L- yeah, go ahead. So while LCI says, oh, we're not a consumer reporting agency, we're a data furnisher, I'm going to show you that they lie through their teeth. And their main objective is to profit, mm-hmm. to sell your information, mm-hmm. and to Keep you in the mud, but let's see what the definition. Let's go into said. it. Let's just see what the. So definition the definition
0: said. of consumer reporting agency. We're in fifteen USC sixteen eighty one b. This mm-hmm. permissible purpose, right? So the term consumer reporting agency means any person which, for monetary fees, dues, or on a cooperative, non- any
1: person. Mm-hmm. What does person mean? Mm. The con- the average consumer might think. Person means a natural person, you and me. Mm -hmm. This is why it's important we comprehend their words. Click what the word person means because it should give you a definition as well. Let me see if I can. In the thing, it doesn't
0: give me. Allow me to click
1: it. Okay, we'll find it. We'll 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 find it it. after. The
0: term consumer reporting agency means any person which, for monetary fees, dues, or on a cooperative nonprofit basis, regularly engages in whole or in part in the practice of assembling or evaluating consumer. Credit information or other information on consumers for the purpose of furnishing consumer reports to third parties. And so,
1: <laughs> you don't even have to continue. So, right, a company that goes to fetch personal information or public information from different repositories mm-hmm. and sells that information to a third party. Mm-hmm. Wait. Isn't that what that definition says a consumer reporting agency? That's exactly is? what it is. Okay, so now that we know they are consumer reporting agencies, see, they don't want you to know who they are. Mm-hmm. So when you don't know who they are, you don't know how to address your disputes. Right. But that's why you got the Credit Hero. There you go. And that's why you got Marvin, because we're bringing you the real truth mm-hmm. about credit, uncensored. Mm-hmm the truth but continue
0: my brother got you so now um so in whole or in part in the practice of assembling or evaluating consumer credit information or other information on the con- on consumers for the purpose of furnishing consumer reports mm-hmm. to third parties mm-hmm. and which uses any means or facility of interstate commerce for the purpose of preparing or furnishing consumer reports mm. there you go
1: I'm just saying somebody's lying. Mm-hmm. But let's go back now to that. So now we know you have a right to privacy, right. permissible purpose, mm-hmm. identity theft. Mm-hmm. We told them that the account is inaccurate. They said it is. Mm-hmm. It's been verified by LexisNexis, SageStream, or LCI. Mm-hmm. We now know that LCI cannot weasel their way out of being a A data furnisher, you are a consumer reporting agency by federal law, Mm -hmm. by definition. So now, we're going to ask them, where did you get the information from? Mm -hmm. They'll say that they got it from uh, public access to court electronic records, PACER. Well, okay, so I'm going to ask the clerk, hey, clerk, I'm going to send a letter to the clerk of the court that I filed a bankruptcy in. And I'm going to say, hey, uh, just a quick question. Do you report any information to the consumer reporting agencies? You're going to hear no. We do not report any information to the consumer reporting agency. Right. They might tell you that there's a database that consumer reporting agency fishes information from. Mm-hmm. But if you go on the PACER website and you search long enough, because I've seen it before, they're mm-hmm. they are they're going to tell you that they Do not, what was the word that I saw? They don't guarantee that the information on the website is 100% accurate. Right. 100%. All right, I'm going to say that again because I think something slipped you. They will say that the information on the website is not 100% accurate. Okay. What did 1681 say with the congressional finance? We got to go back. Let's go back. The report must be 100 accurate. accurate.
0: Yeah. So, so that we,
1: we can use that as leverage now to get... So got you. if where you're saying you got the information from mm-hmm. is disclaiming that the information there is not 100% accurate, there is absolutely no way that you can say this is accurate information if the source is saying that links and clicks or whatever on their website are not, is not ac- accurate. How? It's a contradictory, yeah. How? A yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. This is the technicalities of consumer law, but when you know this, you will comprehend that nothing can stand in your way. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. Little nuances like that, huh? It's crazy. And then from there. From there, no. You're going to take that letter mm-hmm. back from the clerk because mm-hmm. they're going to tell you, and you're going to send it to them and you're going to let them know that first of all the clerk don't report to you that's mm-hmm. one number 2 the information on the website is not accurate mm-hmm. because they disclaim it it's in their terms it's in their disclaimer mm-hmm. the third thing now is according to 15 USC 1681b2 mm-hmm. written permission must be given from the consumer mm-hmm. because a consumer reporting agency cannot furnish a consumer report mm-hmm. under the following circumstances and no other mm-hmm. With written permission from the consumer to whom it relates, mm-hmm. where is that written permission that I gave? Never gave it to you. I never, I never told you I could put that on my credit report. So if I never gave you written permission to furnish the report, how can you furnish the report? Right. The next thing is, 18 U.S.C. 1028A. Okay. Identity theft. We just went over right. it. So now you knowingly possess. Or transfer or use an identification of me. Because obviously you have now my social somewhere. Mm-hmm. How did you find me? It's crazy. So now you have my information and you are using that information without lawful authority. That is identity theft. Mm-hmm. The maximum fine for identity theft is two years in prison or you can get fined under Title 18. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay? And now. You are reporting information that is not accurate because the source says it's not accurate. Mm -hmm. Congress says the consumer report must be accurate. Mm -hmm. 15 U.S.C. 1681, 15 U.S.C. 1681-EB, accuracy of the report. Consumer reporting agency must maintain maximum possible accuracy. Mm -hmm. Accuracy means all values correct. You cannot validate an account or information that the source says might not be accurate doesn't make sense it's how contradictory. yeah it's contradictory how sweet? <laughs> it's contradictory but when you know this type of stuff mm-hmm. you're able to talk that talk mm-hmm. you're able to walk that walk right and you're able to get items deleted that's crazy
0: and i and, and one two three again just, the bank is like over there
1: Just like that. And then you rinse and repeat now for TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. And then you're off to the races. This is crazy. What public record? What public record? See, we're not saying the public record don't exist. Mm -hmm. And this is what people cannot comprehend. They're saying that, oh, you know, I never did that. No. Mm -hmm. That's why you're not getting results. That's why 95% of people don't get results. They don't know results. What to say, and for something as important as your credit, they sit on their hands and they're reluctant to pay somebody that knows how to do the thing that they need to learn how to do, mm-hmm. so they can teach them how to do that thing, so they can do it too. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. This is crazy.
0: This is this <laughs> is this is. This is here you break that down i know there's, there's a lot of people watching this thinking to themselves that they was gonna have to sit there and wait years upon years to get that public record off you just sat there and said no we're gonna we're gonna speed this thing up we gonna, yeah. we gonna I'm, I'm gonna give you an entire breakdown that's that's can we keep going is that all bro, right with you? bro i don't want to i don't want to this is our anniversary i don't, wanna, I, don't our wanna,
1: anniversary. Let's I don't
0: want to i don't want to you know what i'm saying i don't want to intrude let's let's go another step further because i want to make sure that we tackle the accounts that i know that the, the audience who's watching right now, mm-hmm. they deal with on a day to day, whether it's for themselves as consumer, maybe they have a credit repair company, whatever it may be, mm-hmm.
1: right? I'm glad you said that. So for all the credit repair business owners, mm-hmm. so in the beginning, I never gave an introduction and we're halfway in and I'm gonna give it because I just remembered. Let's do it. So my name is Doreen Delavante. I'm your favorite consumer law expert. okay I teach people how to repair, rebuild and restore their own credit Using consumer law. But what a lot of other people don't know is that I also teach credit repair business owners how to use consumer law to get maximum deletions and how to use it to scale their businesses mm-hmm. to make an extra 50, potentially to $100,000 per year using consumer law. Using the same exact information we're talking about right here. There's 395 million If I'm not mistaken. Let's pull up here right now. How many people are in the United States? Or better yet, how many people in the United States suffer from bad credit? How many people in the U.S. suffer from bad from bad credit? It should be like 395 million or something like that.
0: Let me see here.
1: You want the percentage or you want the exact
0: number? The number. It, well, right um, right now I'm seeing percentage. Let me see if I can find the number. It's saying I'm seeing up to 16% of Americans. I'm trying to find a number.
1: No, it's way more than that. Because uh, if every 9 out of 10 people have inaccurate information on your credit report, it is way more than that. I'm trying to find the number. I'm not seeing it off the top right here.
0: So what good. what do you
1: what do you know the number to be? Um the last time I checked it was like three hundred and ninety million people. Three hundred within America. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. It's a lot of people. Right. It's a lot. That are suffering because they don't know the law. They don't know the things that they don't know. hmm And the people that know the things that they don't know use the things that they don't know against them because they just don't know. They just don't know. They don't know. Yo, mom, what's got you so worried? Oh what's that all
0: about? I'm sorry, man. I just but I just get so angry when I think about how these credit bureaus be treating some of these consumers out there. Look, see this? This is what it looks like when you're trying to get negative items off your credit report with the credit bureaus. It looks like hard work, because it is, right? That's why you let the professionals handle it so that you can kick back, relax, and enjoy your life. So look, head over to Francois Capital, where we specialize in moving heart increase, student loans, charge-offs, collections, bankruptcies, and so much more. And book your free consultation today. The Capital Way. And a lot of those people who have bad credit ha- are dealing with what some of the accounts that we've talked about. They have student loans that has mm-hmm. been holding them back on their credit report. They have public records like a bankruptcy that's mm-hmm. been holding them back. But one of the more popular accounts that people struggle with, and this is one that I hear you talk about. Man, every time I go see you on Instagram, YouTube, streaming, you're always talking about these kind of accounts. And I, I want to know if this is okay. Can we talk about collections for a little bit? Yes. Is it all right with you? I want Very important thing. I want to make sure it's okay with you. Is that all right with Bro, you? let's get it. If I'm if I'm watching this, mm-hmm. my credit is messed up because I got this collection account from Verizon. I got this collection account from uh, what what's one of the, uh, IC systems or whatever <laughs> whatever one of these collection accounts out there. How what's the step
1: by step process on how I can tackle this account head on and get it off my credit report? So the first thing I'm going to tell y'all is you don't have to pay a collection. That's number one. Okay. Talk a little bit about that. Okay. So. You'll hear on the internet a lot of people saying, you don't have to pay collections, you don't have to pay collections. Mm-hmm. But they don't know what law supports a consumer not paying a debt collector. Okay. 15 U.S.C. Mm-hmm. 1692 C.C. 15 U.S.C. 1692 C.C. double C? Mm-hmm. So it's going to bring you to the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Right. And it's gonna bring you to section C, which is communications. In connection with debt collector. Yep. And then you go now to subsection C. Subsection C. So say cease and desist. Ceasing communication.
0: Yep. If a consumer notifies a debt collector in writing that the consumer refuses to pay a debt Or that the consumer wishes the debt collector to cease further communication with the consumer. The debt collector shall not communicate further with the consumer with respect to such debt, Mm -hmm. except... Mm -hmm. Should I keep going? Yeah, you can go. Number one, to advise the consumer that the debt collector's further efforts are being terminated. Two, to notify the consumer that the debt collector or creditor may invoke specified remedies Mm -hmm. which are ordinarily invoked by such debt collector or Mm -hmm. creditor. Three, where applicable to notify the consumer that the debt collector or creditor intends to invoke a specified remedy. If such notice from the consumer is made by mail, notification shall be complete upon receipt. Mm-hmm. And that that's it. Do we yep. want to keep going? Nope,
1: that's it. Gotcha. So the law says a consumer can refuse to pay a debt collector. Mm-hmm. They just need to do it in writing. Gotcha. And the debt collector can only respond in one of three ways, and they listed them there. Mm-hmm. Any response outside of that response right there, you are owed a minimum of thousand dollars, because you can sue them for it. This is law. This is law. Now, the other popular thing that I heard, my Jamaican accent just came in. <laughs> <laughs> Ting. Yeah. Um, is accounts still popping up on people's credit report? Mm-hmm. A lot of people and credit repair business owners are not aware that there is a new law for debt collection. Talk about that. So, there's a section called the no parking rule of the new law. Okay. You wanna look that up for me? Let's do that. And let's see what the no parking rule is. The no parking
0: rule, correct? Mm -hmm. And that's gonna be on the, I'm seeing it pop up here for the FTC website.
1: Correct. Why is that important? The source of the information mm-hmm. is critical. Mm-hmm. The FTC is the Federal Trade Commission. It is a government website. 100%. So unless the government's lying. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, if the government's lying, then I'm lying. You understand? All right. So um,
0: I'm going to start here. It's, uh, it's in second paragraph. What is debt parking? Go from there? Go from there. All right. So this has to do with... Remember, we're still on the topic of collections, mm-hmm. and we're talking about debt parking. So... Debt parking, it's the practice of placing purported debts on consumers' credit reports without first attempting to communicate with the consumer about the debt. Some call it passive debt collection, but there's nothing passive about the injury it can inflict. Mm-hmm. Consumers often don't learn about it until a mortgage company, prospective employer, or other decision maker pulls their credit report and spots what's appeared to be, appears to be an unpaid debt mm-hmm. with a house car or job in the balance many people feel pressure to pay up even though they may not
1: actually owe the money do i keep going or i to stop right there well you can if you want to but we can just stop it right there This is the thievery and the trickery that's in the industry Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't know about. So what the new law says is a debt collector cannot do that anymore. Before they could, Mm -hmm. but they cannot illegally park a debt on a consumer report without getting in contact with the consumer to whom that alleged debt is related to. Mm -hmm. By law, they cannot do it, Mm -hmm. but it's still happening every day to millions of consumers that don't know their rights, and they're being suckered into paying these collections that the law clearly says a consumer can refuse Mm -hmm. to pay a debt collector. So now how can we use this to our advantage now to get these things off? Consumer law. Like it comes back to consumer law, and this is what I've been saying for a whole year now you gotta learn consumer law. I mm-hmm. get it, not everybody likes studying laws it's like the a, it's, a, it's a lot, it's a lot, brother. But do you comprehend how powerful it you is powerful. are? When you know this stuff and you know that you control the report, right. there's a reason why a lot of people are missing out on 357.5 points on their credit report because they don't know this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 357.5, that's a lot of points people are missing out on their credit. They're losing these on their consumer report. Because they don't know this. Mm-hmm. Well, now let's 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 dive a little bit more into that,
0: because that was the opening line. That's what we, we 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 were talking about when it came to this, right? People losing three hundred, not not five points, not ten points, not twenty points. There's a lot of points here, up to three hundred fifty-seven and a half points off of their credit score because of the lack of the knowledge
1: of consumer law. I want you to write something down for me. Let's do and it. And I want everyone to write something down. Let's do it. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Thirty. 30 15 mm-hmm. 10 mm-hmm. 10 Okay does
0: that mean anything to you Nah, just like lo- like like lottery numbers that's okay. it <laughs> That's
1: it yeah Talk to me For every credit repair business owner if this didn't jump out to you I'm going to I'm going to make sure that this is engraved in the back of your heads forever Let's do it Oh,
0: now I know what this. Now I know what this is. Uh, I'm bugging out. I'm bugging out. I'm like, what is he? Now I know what this is. I do. I. You want me to say it? Or please, to say it? my brother. These, go ahead. these are the percentages for the five components that make up your credit <laughs> score. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. I should be ashamed of myself. Golly, I. That's me. That's me. Yeah. No. So 35 percent payment history. 30 percent credit card utilization. 15 percent length of credit history. 10 percent new credit. 10 um, percent credit mixed credit. Go go ahead. <laughs> I feel ashamed. (laughs) If you had said 35%, we would have been good money. You just said, throwing down numbers, I feel ashamed, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. Talk your talk. All
1: right. Comprehending the breakdown of the FICO algorithm Mm -hmm. allows a consumer to maximize 550 points. Off the rip, you have 300 because we know the credit score ranges from 300 to 850. Right. That gives us, what, 550 points, correct? Right. So now... 35% 35% goes to payment history. Right. That is equivalent to 192.5 points. So let's write that down. 30%. 192.5 points. 192.5 mm-hmm. points. Go ahead. Now, the other section now is utilization, right? right? That is 30%. That 30% should be about 165 points. 165 points. hmm Mm -hmm. Then the 15 should be about 85 points. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then the 10 and the 10, 55 points each. Bringing it to a total. That should bring a total of 550. Right. I hope my math isn't off, but please go ahead and check it. it. Maybe we we need to adjust the numbers. I haven't (laughs) given this breakdown in a long time. Mm
0: -hmm. 165 plus 85. It should be 85.5 oh 85.5 yeah it should be that mm-mm. no i think it's only going to be one oh it's going to be one but we'll see 192.5 i haven't done this in a while guys Plus, do not judge me. 165 mm-hmm. plus 85.5 plus 55 mm-hmm. plus 55 553 All so right. it's
1: probably the extra 0. 0.5 so mm-mm, that means the credit hero needs to adjust the number gotcha it should be, so where we have 85, mm-hmm. it probably should be 83. No, nope. it's 62.5, 162.5. There's the anomaly. Where,
0: for which one, for 30?
1: 30%. It should be 162.5. Got you. Yep, that should give us what we need now. Got you, so added a 192.5 mm-hmm. plus 162.5 plus 85.5 plus
0: 55 plus 55 yeah 550.5 5.
1: is that where we're at hmm so the, f- the 0.5 off the 85 comes up see i told you i'm rusty on this because i don't be checking fico <laughs> i don't be following their algorithm got you so we're taking off the 0. 0.5 on the on the on the 85 correct yeah i think so gotcha. i don't remember guys look it up you'll you'll get the message but we're gonna stick to the math here mm-hmm. the math now is if 35 percent right if 35 percent goes to your payment history mm-hmm. and another 30 percent goes to your um, credit utilization your credit utilization Mm -hmm. so in the math of 357.5 I see the anomaly now. The 162 is 162. It is not 162.5 because that's how we're going to get 357.5. So now the math makes sense. So when you add up Mm 192.5 plus 162, Mm -hmm. it should give you 357.5. Point five. Let's go. Let's go. The let's credit go. hero is a little rusty, so let's make sure the calculation is good. One ninety two point five mm-hmm. plus the one sixty two. One sixty two equals three. Was well, off three points a little bit, so we might the calculations might be off. A All little. right, so we'll address it. So you know what? While we're here, and I want to give the people the right information, let's look at the breakdown. Put it, you can Google the breakdown. Breakdown of FICO's um, five factors. Breakdown of FICO's five. Fact. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm this rusty. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, thirty percent. Talk about that. Well, that's the percentage, but each percent translate to a number. Remember, the whole pie is five hundred and fifty points. Mm-hmm. So, in the five hundred and fifty points, now thirty five percent is broken down to a number. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I'm able to find it looking for
0: it here. should have
1: it somewhere. I can't believe I'm this rusty.
0: Yeah, it's right now it's just showing us percentages, the factors. Yeah, right now it's only showing us percentages.
1: Okay, so let me see something real quick. And, I'm, guys, I'm going to show you why you guys are losing these points and why it's important for you to know these mm-hmm. points. So when you go to images... so the five factors and points, five factors and points. Mm-hmm. Let's see what comes up. Man, they're doing a really good job of hiding this information. So the percentage don't really matter unless you know the points. Well, they're not showing it here. Mm-hmm. So when you add up the late payments mm-hmm. when you add up utilization based on the fico algorithm itself mm-hmm. you're going to see that that 35%. so for everybody that's watching right now what i want you to do is i want you to give me 35% right of 550. Mm-hmm. right? and then i want to give me 30% of Thirty percent of five fifty. Mm-hmm. Those two numbers. So let's do it that way. Let's do it, because I have to get it. My OCD would not <laughs> let me. You <laughs> have is, to get this it.
0: This man is committed. Five hundred and fifty mm-hmm. times what? Thirty-five.
1: Thirty-five percent. One ninety-two point. One ninety-two point five. So we got that first part correct. And five fifty times thirty. Thirty percent. One sixty-five. One sixty-five. There we
0: go. So now we add those both up. Mm-hmm. It's turned into a damn math class. So, no. <laughs> add those two numbers. 192.5. 192.5. 357.5.
1: There, there we go. go. Shout out to the credit hero <laughs> in the building. So, because I needed people to comprehend that what I'm saying is true. Right. So, I wasn't going to pass it. Right. So, late payment. Do you comprehend what just happened? The biggest thing that just happened in the world. The biggest thing that just happened in the world. It the affected world. everybody the last two years. Well, uh, uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah. And with COVID, there was a moratorium where a lot of things got in deferment. A lot of things got loan modifications. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people that because of the situation, certain institutions allowed them not to make any payments. Right. Certain institutions allowed them to put those payments on the back end of the loan. Certain institutions allow a lot of people not to make any payments mm-hmm. and in return the government said that hey there should be no late payment but we know we have devious unscrupulous and just disgusting institutions mm-hmm. that are now going to put the late payments on there because what do you know about late payments and high utilization they can charge more interest hundred percent right so, knowing that they can charge more interest, you're going to see the late payments on your mortgage, on your student loans, on your personal loans, mm-hmm. on different items, on your credit cards. You're going to see them because now it's justifiable. If you were paying at 8% before, now I can have you at 15 or 16 or maybe even 26 Mm-hmm. Right. it's in their best effort because they know what's going to happen next the consumer is going to work so hard to try and pay it down mm-hmm. because we are afraid of interest rates mm-hmm. so now that they know this and they know the psychology of their consumers right. of the people that's buying we've led to believe that there's a thing as a late payment and there's such a thing as a high utilization what if I told you that A late payment and utilization does not exist on your consumer report. I would be shocked. I'd be surprised. I'd
0: be flabbergasted. Left for for no words if you told me that.
1: Talk to me. Earlier, we said that when you get your reports from annualcreditreport.com, there is no score attached to it. Yes, sir. Where does the score come from?
0: Does it not come from the credit reporting agencies? Not necessarily. They get it from somewhere else. The people who are furnishing data on, on
1: our behalf? FICO. Fair Isaac Company. So, FICO has the algorithm mm-hmm. that makes the credit score. Mm-hmm. Those factors that we're talking about, payment history, utilization, length of credit history, mm-hmm. new credit, mixture of credit, those are factors of FICO. Right. Factors of FICO, not factors of your consumer report. Right. So I can show you better than I can tell. Let's do it. So I want you to look up for me right now. Just do it. Go ahead. 15 USC, Mm -hmm. 1681A. And then I want you to scroll down to number two to the exclusion section.
0: All right. So 15 USC. 1681A, we're going to mm-hmm. go to exclusions, right? Except as provided in paragraph 3, the term consumer report does not include...
1: A. Does not include. Mm-hmm. What does exclusion mean? Exclusion means it's not supposed to be in there. Okay, it's, good. Yeah. So now that we know the definition of what exclusion is, mm-hmm. what is Congress saying about exclusions? It's saying that except as provided in paragraph, the term consumer report does not include... Does not include. Your consumer report... Mm-hmm does not include go
0: ahead uh, a uh, a subject to section 1681 s three of this title any I report containing information solely as to transactions any report mm-hmm. containing if Inform- what information solely as to transactions or experiences really between the consumer and the person making the report so
1: what is a consumer click on the word consumer
0: uh, the term consumer means an individual. Mm-hmm. Click on the word person. Let me see if they have some person. Yeah, person. The term person means any individual, partnership, corporation, trust, estate, cooperative, association, government, or
1: governmental subdivision or agency or other entity. So now, is it safe to say that your student loan servicers are a person? It's true, yeah. Is it safe to to say that Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Capital One, Navy, Federal, are all persons? 100%. Okay, good. There you go. So now we know that the financial institutions and these corporations are actually persons. Mm -hmm. As defined under the law, Mm -hmm. the consumer and the person that's making the report, your transactions Mm -hmm. are not included. Mm. So if the transactions are not included, they are excluded from the Consumer Report and the experience, the line of credit that I'm using, how much credit am I using at any given point in time, Mm -hmm. if the transaction and the experience is excluded, Mm -hmm. not a part of the Consumer Report— where does late payment and utilizations come from? Right. Three hundred and fifty seven point five. five points. That's the amount of points people are losing on their credit because they don't know consumer law and they don't know how to articulate how to get those items deleted. And they're showing it right here in this law. Do I do I do I keep going or is it? Nah, that no, that's it. 15 USC Bro, I can go for hours with this stuff. Fifteen USC sixteen eighty one A. There is no such thing as a late payment on your credit, on your consumer report. Let me be more specific. Late payment does not exist on your consumer report. Mm. Late payments does not exist on your consumer report. Mm-hmm. Utilizations does not exist on your consumer report and the reason why I am saying it like that is because I want you to hear what I'm saying beloved these things do not exist on your consumer report Mm -hmm. please go to the definition of the word consumer report
0: so consumer report so in general the term consumer report means any written oral or other communication of any information By a consumer reporting agency bearing on a consumer's credit worthiness, credit standing, credit capacity, character, general reputation, personal characteristics, or mode of living which is used or expected to be used or collected in whole or in part for the purpose of serving as a factor in establishing the consumer's eligibility for credit or insurance to be used primarily for personal family, or household purposes, employment purposes, or any other purpose authorized under Section 1681B of this title. Did you hear anywhere
1: about a vantage or a FICO score in that definition? Nowhere. Separate things, brother man. Right. So when we learn to separate the entities, we will see them for who they really are. Mm -hmm. Smoke and mirrors. Don't let anyone, any person, any corporation tell you that there is such a thing as a late payment or high utilization on your consumer report. It does not exist. Your consumer report does not need a score. Mm. That's why annualcreditreport.com that gives it to you, which is a government website, there is no scores attached to it. That's your true consumer report. What you get from a My score or IQ or Identity, um, what's it called? Identity I- IQ. Identity IQ is just a snapshot that has a score attached to it. It is not your true consumer report. Mm-hmm. That is a credit report. It's just a snap. Mm-hmm. There's a score attached to it. Mm-hmm. But because we've seen these credit monitoring companies show us our reports, mm-hmm. quote unquote, with scores on it, we've got accustomed to believe that the report is with a score. That is not true. So now we think the factors that FICO has for its algorithm 35, 30, 15, 10, 10 applies to your consumer report. It does not. Late payment and utilization are factors on FICO, they are not factors on your consumer report. Mm-hmm. 100%. When you know this type of information, this is how you regain your 357.5 points. Those are the two biggest categories. Imagine that. The two biggest categories Mm -hmm. that hold the most weight is not even a factor on your real consumer report. Boy, have they tricked us. (laughs) (laughs)
0: 357.5 357.5 points. Point five points. Not 35.75. Nope. Not 3.75. Nope. 357 I points. I do the math. We just, we, just went, we just roughed it out and figured it mm-hmm. out the math. Man. All through understanding understanding consumer law and how to break it down and how to navigate it for our advantage.
1: This is why I'm so passionate. This is why I teach this, bro. Mm-hmm. We got to take our power back. We've been surviving off a bad credit too long. Mm-hmm. We need to thrive off good, great, and excellent credit. So now with all, with all that being said, because we've covered
0: a lot here today, we've talked about bankruptcies, we've talked about collections, late payments, payment history, um, you know, credit utilization, the 357.5 points that we've been missing out on. There's somebody who's watching this right now and they want to take their understanding of consumer law to the next level. We've we've already given them tons and tons of value in the sit down, but they want to go even further and mm-hmm. beyond just this one hour sit down. If I'm not mistaken, I know you have a challenge coming up, mm-hmm. a 5-day challenge. I want you to talk a little bit about that. And if I'm watching this, what is how how can I get involved in that challenge to take my understanding of consumer law to the next level?
1: Talk to me so about that. That's a that's a great question you ask. So if you sit through this interview to hear this is for you. Not the person that joined for five minutes and left. This is not for them. <laughs> it's not, I'm telling you. Because if you're going to hop on for five minutes and leave, this isn't for you. You know, continue having bad credit. You're just going to pay more for everything else. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But if you sat through this interview and you're taking notes and you are sick and tired of being denied, you're sick and tired of getting no. You need a co-signer. I've been there, bro. I've had to get co-signers for cars and apartments. Mm. It wasn't a great feeling. I've been denied many times. This is why the fire burns so much, because I have been there. I was told, yo, you're going to lose your security clearance in the military because of credit, Mm -hmm. because of information that I thought I could not control. A lot of times, people... Love free stuff. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with free. But at some point, a person needs to rec- needs to recognize, well, I need to go pay for some guidance. I need to go pay for some mentorship. I need to go pay for some stuff to get what I need done. Mm-hmm. The shortest path to success is mentorship. Find somebody that's doing the thing that you want to learn how to do. Teach them how to pay. Teach them how to pay them how to teach you how to do that thing. Mm-hmm. So you can do it too. So... When it comes to the challenge, the challenge is an investment in yourself. Mm -hmm. If you have been denied, if you have been hit with a high interest rate, if you have been told you need a co-signer, you Mm -hmm. got a repossession, Mm -hmm. a bankruptcy, a charge-off, late payments that don't even exist, high utilizations that don't even exist. Mm -hmm. If you are suffering with any symptom of bad credit, I am inviting you to my five day challenge, October 3rd mm-hmm. to 7. For your audience, I am giving away only 50 seats for free, general admission. Mm-hmm. So it's our anniversary. I like giving free stuff. <laughs> 50 seats only. So those 50 seats will be capped. Right? So I'll know when 50 people comes in it's going to get capped. Right. So your audience and I know you got a Patreon. So right. guess what? Your Patreon gets first dip because right. if you guys don't invest in yourself, you can't capitalize on great opportunities like this. So your Patreon gets it first. Mm-hmm. 50 seats, whatever is left over everybody else get. Success loves speed mm-hmm. and success loves people that invest in themselves. 100%. In the last month I've spent $70,000 on two mentorship Repeat, say that one more time. One for 40,000, one for 35,000. Let me take a sip of this water. So, when I say, bro, I am comfortable charging what I charge because I know what an investment in me does. Goodness gracious. (laughs) So, (laughs) let's go back to the challenge. Right. So, there's general admission. Mm -hmm. I'm giving your audience 50 seats. That's given, that is for you. It's our anniversary. Now, there's a VIP. There's a platinum Mm. and there's an ultra. Mm. If you want to get laser-focused, if you want me to give you laser-focused training, you want to get the platinum or the ultra. The VIP is cool, Mm -hmm. but there's a level above the VIP. So in the platinum, let me give the VIP breakdown first. So general admission, you'll be in the Facebook group. Mm you won't have access to Ask Me Questions live and get that laser-focused coaching, bring your consumer report and all that great stuff. If you come to VIP, you'll be able to do that, right? right. But if you get platinum, you're going to get a 14-day course that I made. The course is valued $997. I am giving that course as a thank you for joining the challenge getting the platinum backstage pass right now if you're serious about your learning and you want to take it a step even further for the sophisticated consumer you can get my ultra backstage pass the ultra now has my 30-day course a 30-day course where i'm breaking down consumer law and credit mastery Mm -hmm. the 14-day course is just the fundamentals and for those who are really serious about joining the university, the ultra ticket is a coupon. The so the 30-day course is valid at $1497. So $1497. Mm. They get that with the purchase of their um their ultra ticket. Mm. The ultra ticket is only $750. Mm. The platinum ticket is only four hundred and I believe forty-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. This is this is an investment in yourself. This is an investment in your own credit, not mine. I've built the 800 three times. I know how to delete the bankruptcies, the student loans, the charge-offs. Do uh, Do you remember the student last week that got the thirty-five thousand dollars worth of charge-off deleted? Yeah, I remember you had posted something like that on Instagram, real. Yeah. Eleven student loans and bankruptcy. Right. So what am I getting at is? People that are serious about an investment in themselves will see the result because you cannot plant corn seeds and expect to pick peaches. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. If you plant yeah. corn, no you reason. reap corn. You plant peaches, you get peaches. 100%. And the link for that challenge is going to be in the description. Yeah, so the um, guys, the link for that will be below. Remember, Marvin gets 50 seeds for free, mm. it caps. 50, it caps. I'm going to let y'all know. Mm-hmm. But for those of you, especially people in your Patreon, that's really serious. Because mm-hmm. from the fact that they invested in your Patreon, mm-hmm. I know they're serious about their education. Mm-hmm. So come join. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I would love for you to be a speaker, too, on my challenge. So if your schedule allows it, it will be great to have we you as a make speaker. We might just make it happen. We might just make it happen. We might just make it happen. We, make, it happen. we, we make, it happen. make great things happen. 100%. And um, in closing, before I end my long speech, guys, <laughs> the greatest investment you will ever make is an investment in yourself. Mm. Um, a month ago, I made a $75,000 investment in two coaches. One, to teach me how to scale to multiple eight figures because he's done it. Mm. And then another coach to teach me how to have 100% financing. So for people that's been having issues with financing, I have cracked the code. Mm. My mentor now has 100% financing, 100% approval, Mm. game changer. And I am learning that and how to use this to serve more. Mm. See, people get caught up in the making money. Mm. I am consumed with serving. Mm. Bring that credit report. Mm -hmm. Bring the consumer report. Let's get these negative items deleted, so you can go about your life and do the things that you want to do and be the credit hero for your family. And it's not an episode if I don't give away something. So in addition to the 50 seats, Mm -hmm. the last time I gave my e-books for $47, Mm -hmm. I just wrote three e-books and Marvin, they are completely free. No brand new, e- brand new ebook, Not 47 dollars, not one? Brand new. I'm giving this like I said, it's our anniversary, mm-hmm. so I came prepared. Three ebooks for free, straight up, in the, in the same thing in the yep. description. It's, the link's going to be in the description, and all they got to do is text me. That's it. That's it. Text the word "challenge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, that's the wrong one. Text the word credit because for you, Marvin, I made it's called the Credit Fundamental Series. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you the link for that. And all they got to do is text the word credit to 917 917- 810 mm. 810- And I'll watermark it on the yep. screen too. Yeah. So 917 810 3329. Uh, <laughs> 917- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just text the word credit. Three ebooks. Um, They're all yours. It's free. Mm. There's no cost, there's no $47. It's three free ebooks because. On the anniversary of Marvin and I, <clears throat> <laughs> I want you guys to be successful. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do to take the first step is to text credit to nine one seven eight one zero three three two nine. 810 I believe it's important. Credit has dramatically changed my life. It's changed I too. became the full-time entrepreneur because of credit. Right. So if I was to sit here and lie to somebody and tell you that credit is not the greatest thing created, I'm a liar. Mm-hmm. Credit is the most amazing thing ever created. Ever. And it's available to all of us. So is consumer laws. And there you have it. And there you have it. So
0: the link for the challenge is going to be in the description. Yep, you will get it. The, the the number for them to text for the three brand new free ebooks is also going to be watermarked. It's going to be watermarked somewhere on the screen mm-hmm. as
1: well. And um, we can even put it in the description. Too. We'll put it in the description yeah, as well. Because for those of you who just joined, it's just credit. Just text the word credit mm-hmm. to 917-810-3329. Mm-hmm. It's free, free 99 And I know earlier I, s- I spoke about free, but I I'm willing to meet you somewhere if you're willing to take the first step. There you go. For anybody that's willing to take the first step, I cannot deny you if you're willing to take the first step. Mm-hmm. closed mouths don't get fed 100 and there it is ladies and gentlemen
0: as always my brother thank you of course for the one year anniversary episode and thank you to everybody who tapped in it's
1: our anniversary guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> to, to to this episode we, we we broke down everything from top to bottom all things consumer law i'm excited for everything that's to come i'm excited for the five day challenge the link for that will be in the description below along with all the inf- other information for the three free ebooks and everything else that you have to offer as well but if you haven't already, listen. Make sure you guys take a second, take a minute, take an hour Absolutely. out of your day, right here, right now, just go ahead and like this, like this video. And if you made it up until this point of the video, comment the word. I think last time we said "own it" in the last one. Com- yeah. Comment the word uh the, give, give,
1: "dominate." You no, want to do that? Not, not dominate, because I, I want him to do more than dominate. What I want him to do is, I want you to thrive. Comment the word thrive. There you go. Thrive. Com- I want you to thrive mm-hmm. with good, great, and excellent credit. There you go. Yeah. So thrive. We, we'll
0: use that word. But if you made it up until this point of the interview, comment the word thrive in the comment section below. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we appreciate each and every single one of you for tapping into this interview. I'm Marvin Francois. This is Mr. Duran Delevante. Y'all have been good. We've been great. This has been amazing. And as always, thank you and God bless.